1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Coe and Matt Harmon.
2: James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Perception, the The show. show. We're recapping some of our best and uh, (laughs) some of our worst calls going into 2022 uh if you enjoyed the episode well i'll tell you what we wouldn't be mad at you if you liked and subscribed
1: it's funny you bring up george pickens he reminds me of uh a little bit a better version of the player that i'd like to talk about as a hit this year um i said so many times in the offseason I'm a Gabe Davis centrist, and I think that was the right take. I think that was the complete okay. right take to be a Gabe Davis centrist. You know, Davis ends up finishing the year, um, and obviously we we know he didn't play as many games as everybody else because, you know, the Buffalo literally had a game canceled. Uh, 14 right. uh, games for Gabe Davis. He was wide receiver 35. But when you really look under the hood of Gabe Davis's season this year, you know, he had – And I don't ever like to do that, well, if you take away this one play or this one game or whatever, um, you know, then his season. But, you know, Davis had the six catches, 171 yards, and two touchdowns, including a 98-yard touchdown against the (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. and that was really like in terms of a blow up performance because you know, that was always a talk with Davis was like, well, if he's yeah, you know the, the weeks the weeks he might not always be consistent, but the weeks he pops, he's gonna really pop. It's like not really. That was his one one hundred yard game. He had ninety three yards and a touchdown was his other big game against the Vikings. He had you know an eighty eight yard game and a touchdown, but those are his only three games over eighty yards all year yeah. were those three games. So, um, and, and look, I don't, I, I think that. RP data. This is why I said I was a Gabe Davis centrist. You know because the RP data didn't show like Gabe Davis sucked or he was a, a you know sub NFL like an XFL player or something like that. But it showed he <laughs> right. was a limited player that could win deep, that could win on like post route corner routes, nine routes, but was not a full field separator. And it's like why didn't he get those targets? Cause he doesn't get open. Like in in the consistent areas of the field, he doesn't get open. He's not that type of separator. He's not a legit, number two receiver i think he's like more of a three a guy that could rip you vertically stuff like that um so yeah he he, these again it's always tough with these guys who don't separate getting them to be consistent getting them to you know see a ton of targets and like everything the playing time was always there with gabe davis like the routes per drop back he he led the team in routes for and snaps for most of the season so yeah and, and, but it was a problem area for Buffalo all year. Like the fact that they had just Stefan Diggs and nobody else out there, Gabe Davis, like being out there was kind of a problem. So for fantasy, like have, being a centrist on Gabe Davis, I think was the right take uh, all along.
2: Yeah. Gabe Davis played about 90% of the snaps uh, all year long. You know, some, some games he played a 98, 99% or whatever it was average 6.2 targets on the season, just 3.2 receptions in 55 yards. Uh, Per game and seven total touchdowns, although that probably should be eight because Josh Allen threw an absolute dime there uh, in week 18 that he just flat out dropped. By the way, speaking of that, that was a huge problem for Davis
1: all year was dropping, was dropping. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Yes. 100 percent. He's got bad hands, bad hands. Uh, Three. He had three catches on 10 targets there in week 18. He and Deontay Johnson were just. (laughs) what is going on in week 18 with these guys? They can't catch the ball. It was crazy. Uh, But yeah, no, in overall on the season, Matt, 55.7, excuse me, a 51% catch rate uh, for Gabe Davis. I, I, it's just, I know part of it is the routes that he runs. Um, I just wonder maybe Buffalo would be, better served uh to kind of feed him a couple of more layup throws than everything so far downfield. I don't know. Uh 51% catch rate to me is not uh, that's that's not functional. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't be a number 2 wide receiver on that team and have a 51% catch rate. That's so inefficient. That's that's not good.
1: Well, it would be good if he got open on some of those layup routes. That would that would be helpful in terms of getting the targets on the layup routes. Yeah. That would that would be helpful.
2: <laughs> that would be good. Um, I was projecting Michael Pittman to be a top ten wide receiver yeah. in fantasy. Oh, same. Oh boy, um, you know, actually ended up finishing as a wide receiver twenty. So it's not like he absolutely tanked you, but um, but I tell you what, man, I, I was ex- anticipating a lot more. And uh the blow up games there just there just weren't any you know it's like when when did when did Michael Pittman really help you <laughs> in fantasy yeah. it was it was always a question week to week of just please don't hurt my team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying um that's what it was with Michael Pittman, but ended up finishing as the wide receiver twenty that uh that whole, again, I, I think a lot of folks missed on this one uh, because we were not anticipating such a significant drop off from the offensive production, especially from the offensive line. I, I yeah. was just stunned, and I think most everybody was stunned by how bad the O-line played this year.
1: Yeah, Pittman ended up catching 96 balls for 895
2: yards and touchdowns. <laughs>
1: God. I mean, not and and it's so funny because, yeah, I have wow. I have this in my non wide receiver, um, misses as well. Uh, because mm-hmm. for me, I don't think like miss, I don't think the miss was on Pittman. Like, I think Pittman's a really good player. I think Pittman showed himself to be, I mean, you catch, you don't catch 96 balls without being like a pretty good player. You know what I mean? Uh, and getting yeah. 136 targets without being a pretty good player, but, um, yeah, and I guess that we'll have a conversation about, like, where's his ceiling? How good is he? I think he's at least, like, a fringe number one receiver. Uh, and the, the miss, though, was just, yeah, thinking the offensive line was going to just stay static and also thinking that Matt Ryan wasn't toast, you know, because even if – how many times did you see the sat in the offseason about Matt Ryan's accuracy to the short and intermediate area of the field versus Carson Wentz's accuracy, like, on target ball rate or stuff like that? And like Neato, but that stuff never came to materialize in the in the real games. You know, Ryan was yeah. a sitting duck back there; he couldn't push the ball down the field at all. At different points this year, Pittman had like one catch on on a twenty on twenty plus yard target, so um, there was just nothing going on downfield at all. Like, could we get somebody to be just meet Pittman in the middle? Like Carson Wentz, (laughs) it was all jump balls downfield. And then this year it was all like crossing routes and short stuff. I mean, can we get somebody to just meet in the middle? But yeah, I mean, the Colts are, they've turned into one of the most rotten situations in the entire NFL. Uh, So that was, that was really part of the big miss there.
2: That's crazy that if you think about what the Colts reputation was going into 2022 versus what it's going to be going into 2023, they went from like this, like, Really well respected, kind of you know franchise that uh, built a bedrock of a, an offensive line, made solid draft picks with Michael Pittman, um, and they were just seemingly now this is a storyline now for the past five years, but they're just a quarterback away. They're just a quarterback away, uh, and then they go from like this, like just super solid franchise to now just being an yeah. absolute joke and an embarrassment. Because they fire their coaching staff and then they bring in Jeff Saturday, all the goodwill that they had built up just evaporated overnight. Uh, you know, a couple of rookies that I completely whiffed on that I was really excited about was Jalen Tolbert one, Tyler Beatty oh, two. Tyler dude, Beatty's probably Jaylen the worst Tolbert. because, yeah, what happened with Tolbert? I have no <laughs> what happened with Tolbert. I, <laughs> I had thought he was going to be the. Him. I completely I thought too. he was going to be like a, a a number two three guy. Uh, in that offense, and ultimately he got outplayed significantly, I guess, by uh, by Noah Brown to the point now where it's like, what, where does Jalen Tolbert even fit on this team moving forward? I don't know.
1: Great, I mean that one was that's got to be the biggest miss, I think, of of the off season. And look, there are definitely times where you know, on certain best ball sites, like underdog, he got to be like a ninth round pick or something like that. That was God. Really? I don't, I don't think, yeah, dude, I don't think, I don't think either of us were ever on board with that. Um, but we liked him as like a sleeper, right? You know, we liked Mm -hmm. I liked his prospect profile and reception perception. And this guy barely made a blip on a team that has needed wide receiver help all year. They signed T Y Hilton off the
2: street, bro. (laughs) That's right, T.Y. Hill's out here making plays, playing ahead of Jalen Tolbert, who apparently doesn't exist. I don't know. Doesn't exist, yeah. The that, either. That, that's, I don't know what happened. That's
1: the, that's the most insane miss, I think, of the year was like being – and look, I mean, it's whatever. You you spent your last round pick on Jalen Tolbert. You cut him. Who cares? Like, yeah, uh, who cares? Again, I don't right. think either one of us were advocating drafting Jalen Tolbert as high as he was going on some best ball sites, but I did like him as a late-round draft pick in fantasy, and I did like him as a – as a prospect, and, and yeah, just nothing out of Jalen Tolbert.
2: He, uh, I think he got into like three or four games or whatever it was. Oh, actually, I'm looking at his game log now. He actually did play a, a number of games, but he only had three targets on the season. So wow, was, was
1: he playing like a key special teams role or something there?
2: No, nah, he actually played on offense like he played one snap on offense in week seven. He played three offensive snaps in week six but he had some chunky you know days he had a 36 uh, percent offensive snap share in week three 25 percent uh in week eight and uh you know 18 percent in week 11 and 13 i don't know i mean i guess he was out there but obviously uh not utilized at all three targets on the season for Jalen wow. tolbert i really honestly thought he only played three games but then now i'm looking at his at his game log he played you know what is this uh eight games or whatever it was shocking